Good morning, good morning, declare victory. Who has joined the call this morning? I would like to say good morning. Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday, everyone. Happy Thursday. Good morning. Can I before can I put in a, a prayer request really quickly? Sure. Um, I'm asking everybody to lift up uh, Jackie Tennant's uh, family this morning. She called me last night to tell me that they took her mom off the ventilator, and they're just waiting for her to transition. So I'm asking you to lift her and her daddy, Bill Gibson, up in prayer this morning. Okay. Okay, I have um, Jackie Kennan um, coming off the ventilator. Um, no, her mom. Her mom off the her mom off the ventilator, and praying for her uh, father, Bill Gibson. Yeah, her and her daddy. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, I got it. God bless you. They've been married for fifty-seven years, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Of course. Good morning. Declare victory. Who else has joined the call this morning that would like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good Happy morning. Thursday. Same to you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Good, good morning. Good morning. morning. I'm sorry. I didn't catch your name. Uh, Oh, Janet, good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Pretty sad, but I'm I'm praying about it. Oh, Thank I you. pray that the Lord fills you with joy and it comforts you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bless, bless you. Bless you, bless you. Thank you, bless you. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Declare victory. Who else has joined the call this morning that wants to declare victory? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Thursday. God bless bless everyone on the call. You have a great day. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, Sister Lisa. God bless you. Happy Thursday. Thank you. Good to hear your voice always. Thank you. Good morning. Declare victory. This is Krishanda. Who else has joined the call that would like to say good morning and declare victory? this Thursday morning. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace and bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation and say to Zion, your God reigns. Good morning, Declare Victory. Who else has joined the call this morning that would like to say good morning? Good morning, love. This is Leomia. Ah, good morning. 
happy Thursday. <laughs> Thank you. Same to you. Have a blessed day. <laughs> you too. Good morning. Declare victory. This is Krishanda. Who else has joined the call this morning that would like to say good morning and declare victory? Who else is entering into the gates with Thanksgiving? We are saved so we can declare the salvation we receive from Jesus. We are helped so we can declare that there is a strong hope in Jesus. We are healed so we can proclaim his power over our sickness. By the grace of God, we can declare his works. Good morning, Declare Victory. Who else has joined the call this morning that would like to say good morning? Good morning, is sunshine. Good morning, sunshine. Happy Thursday. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Happy Happy Thursday, Cheery Kushanda. <laughs> happy Thursday. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Good morning. God bless you. Love you. Love you too. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Good morning. Happy Thursday. God bless you. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we get our day started? Good morning, this is Danielle. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Danielle. Happy Thursday. God bless you. Thank you. Heard one other person? Thank you. Good morning, Krishana. Good morning, Declare Victory. It's Resilient Restore Rochelle. Have a super, super thankful Thursday. Okay. Good morning. God bless you. Okay. It's time to get started with the call. And before we move forward, can I ask each and every one of you to check your phones and make sure um, that your mute button is pressed? that we won't have any disruption in our call. Hello, my name is Cherry Krishanda, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue calling in to join us for the month of March where we are, where our monthly theme is entitled Identity. The declarers will focus on the importance of discovering, embracing, and allowing the Holy Spirit to manifest our God-oriented identities in Christ. Make sure you invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. 
Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It's Impossible to be Spiritually Mature While Remaining Emotionally Immature by Peter Scazzaro. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here by dialing the same number tonight. There were no prayer requests submitted on um, the app, but we do have a prayer uh, from Tracy, from Sister Tracy, um, praying um, for uh, Jackie Kennan. Um, she's been taken off the ventilator, uh, ventilator, and we're uh, her her mom has been taken off the ventilator, and we are asking for a prayer for her and her father Bill Gibson. Um, they were married for 57 years, so please lift them up in prayer um, today. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Diane. The declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we will go into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Again, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise would be brought by Sister Diane. The declaration would be brought by Sister Tanya. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is from Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your mind, and to put on the new self, created to be like God, in true righteousness and holiness. Hallelujah. At this time, again, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Sister Diane. God bless you. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you for another opportunity to tell you you are our sovereign God. God, we love you and we appreciate you this morning. Thank you for your grace and your mercy that kept us as we slept and slumbered. Father, we call you Abba this morning. We call you a great God. We call you an awesome God. We call you majesty this morning. We call you the author and finisher of our faith. We call you the great I am. We call you the lily of the valley. Hallelujah. We call you the lion of the tribe of Judah. We call you our refuge. We call you counselor this morning. We call you our hope again. Against all hope, God 
call you our beginning and the end. And this morning, we glorify you. We lift you above our situations this morning. We lift you above our thought process, our intellect, our understanding. God, we thank you in advance that you are uh, the one that created us. You created us in your image. And so this morning, God, we give you glory. We bless your high name, Jesus. God, I pray this morning for every person under the sound of my voice. I pray for relationships this morning, for marriages. God, for our children, God, I pray that you would continue to bind us up in love. Remind us that it is our responsibility to exalt you, to acknowledge you in all of our ways would give order to each and every step that we take. I thank you that because your word declares that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of and by you, God, that we'll be mindful to stay in your will, to stay in your presence, and to be cognizant that you are our God. I thank you this morning for every prayer request that was submitted, God, that you not only heard it, God, but even as we're praying, you're yet answering. God, I pray for um, the family whose uh, mom was taken off of life support this morning. I pray for the wife, God. I pray that you would comfort her heart, God, that you would keep her mind in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for the family, the loved ones, God, as they are going through this grieving period, this um, challenging time. I thank you that we can call you comforter. I thank you that you can call, we can call you our peace giver, God, our life giver. And so even in hard trials and hard tests, God, you're still our refuge. I thank you this morning, God, that even as we pray, God, you're uh, moving in our hearts, in our minds, God. I pray for leadership this morning. I pray for pastors and teachers, God. I pray for those that are uh, in government, in city ordinances, God, for our president this morning, God. I pray for our community. I pray for our culture, God, and I pray that we would come into the knowledge of Christ. I pray for a heart of repentance this morning. Hallelujah. I pray for those that are unsaved, God, that have not encountered your great love. And this morning, God, I pray that today would be filled with supernatural opportunity, supernatural strength, God, supernatural fervor, and a hard chase after you. God, I pray that you uh, begin to reveal to us what you've already written in the heavens, God. I pray that you would help our understanding, God, to receive your love, to embrace your love, to put on the entire armor of God that we'd be able to stand in this evil day and time. God, I pray that our witness never be perverted. I pray that we would uh, interrogate our thoughts interrogate our ideas and agree with what is written of us in the heavens. God, I thank you this morning that uh, for every person made a diligent effort to get up, God, I thank you that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. God, today I pray that you would blow our minds. God, I pray that you would uh, unveil our eyes, God, unplug 
our ears. Allow us to have a supernatural encounter with you. God, I pray for those who are homeless and without shelter on this morning. God, I pray for them in the elements. I pray, God, that you would comfort them in their broken places. God, I pray for our children and our loved ones that are imprisoned, God. I I pray that you would even speak to their hearts now as we declare. God, I pray for those that um, have lost their footing in kingdom living and thriving, God. I pray that uh, even you would send your heaven's hounds to redeem. God, I thank you that heaven rejoices over one. God, I pray for the lost one this morning. I pray, God, for those that are struggling with mental illness, God. We come against every spirit of confusion, every spirit that's contrary to the truth of what you've already spoken about. I pray against cast down and pull down every single stronghold, God, that has uh, caused us to feel capsized and pressed by the way, God. I pray for those that are struggling with anxiety and depression, addiction, God, uh, God, that are struggling in their mindset. I thank you that you're a mind regulator this morning. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that because you're a mind regulator, you can restore all things. And it's because of you that all things are made new. God, I pray for every person on this line, God. I pray that you would begin to reveal their identity in such a way, God, that uh, they would live their faith out loud. I pray for our faith this morning, for your word declares that we go faith to faith and from glory to glory. God, I thank you that we can use voice, God, for your word declares that if we don't praise you, that the rocks will cry out. And so this morning, God, as we take our phones off, we open our mouths and we celebrate you now. God, we call you, God, we're solving this Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We call you our Thank you. 
We thank you that the kingdom is working on our behalf, God, that all things are working together for our good. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we woke up with a reasonable portion. Hallelujah of our health and our strength, God. We thank you this morning that not only have you given us that portion, God, but you've given us this day our daily bread. We thank you that every need is met according to your promises. We thank you that nothing is lacking, nothing is missing, nothing is broken. God, we thank you for the greater works that you declared that we would do. God, give us the courage to stand fast and hold on to the truth of what you've already written of us in the heavens. God, we appreciate you this morning. We don't take it lightly that you are a good, good father. We don't take it lightly that you are our hope and our help. God, we don't take it lightly that goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life and that new mercies we see every single day. God, we thank you for the blessings that will chase us down. We thank you for uh, the agreement that we have in this moment with everything that you've said about us. God, thank you that we are capable because of you. Thank you that we are qualified because of you. Thank you that in spite of ourselves, God, you are still our provider. God, we love you. We bless you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise as I pass the call to you, Tim. Good morning. Um, Did you have my uh, earbuds on? I just want to make sure you can Hear me okay? You're good. Okay, Mm -hmm. perfect, perfect. Well, thank you, Cherry Crescenda, for hosting and greeting us this morning, and Dion for jumping in and um, the prayer this morning. And thank all of you for being online with us uh, today, joining me for Power Breakfast. And um, I just want to remind you to please place your phones on mute if you have not done so already. The call is recorded, and we would just want to make sure that you don't get distracted while you're listening live and that you don't get distracted if you li- listen to the playback, excuse me, playback later on. Um, secondly, if you're new to the call, I uh, just want to give you the structure really quickly. You, obviously, you've been a part of the greeting and the uh, scripture that was read and the, um, and the prayer. After I finish sharing for the next few minutes, we're going to open the call up and allow people to ask questions, allow people to make comments, as long as it's in the vein of the topic and the theme, what we discussed this morning. So that's, that's how this works. So let's, let's jump in. Again, my name is Tanya Nadine Alexander. I am a daughter, sister, a cousin, a niece, a loyal friend, I am a mother, I am a Mima. that's translated grandmother. I'm also a great grandmother. I am a widow, 
I'm a Jesus lover. I'm a helper. I'm a teacher. I'm a writer. I'm a servant. And I will soon be a graduate of Northern Arizona University as of May 12, 2023. I am Tanya. I am not Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A. I am not Tanya, T-O-N-Y-A. I am not Tania. I'm not Tangi. I'm not Tina or any of the other names that people have called me. Tanya is the name my mother gave me. And I am intent on honoring her decision to name me Tanya. Now, there is one particular friend, her and her entire family, that insists on calling me Nadine. Nobody can say Nadine like the Bates Kelly family. Nadine. They just say it in a way that, oh, my God, it makes me mad. It's funny because when I was younger, when I was a kid, like 11, 12, I did not like that name. And I don't even really know why. It was just so unique. I'd never really, I'd never heard anybody else named or called Nadine. And so I just made a decision. I didn't like it. But there's something about the way they call me Nadine that just makes me melt. I remember um, as I was reflecting on our topic, our theme, which is identity, I remember um, growing up and just people called me whatever, um, not whatever like that, but they just, it just, I always, well, I didn't have to correct people, but nine times out of 10, people called me Tanya um, as opposed to Tanya. I'm going somewhere with this because we're talking about identity, right? Um, and so, you know, I would be seething on the inside because that's not my name. But, you know, I just went along to get along. I remember one time as a young adult, I was in the store, me, me and my older sister, Deborah, we were in a store. I think it was a, they sold pianos or something. I don't remember. I think it was that. And the salesman of the European persuasion, um, my sister introduced him to, you know, he, he asked for our names or whatever. And he called me Tanya, and I don't remember if my sister corrected him or if I did. And he said to me, <laughs> Tanya versus Tanya doesn't make a difference. You know, it's just a name. I thought to myself, hmm, let, let me show him how impactful that statement is. And I walked out of the store while he was scratching his head trying to figure out what just happened because we had started engaging in, yeah, it was a piano store. We had to start engaging or the conversation about a piano. I think my sister was least looking to lease or purchase one. And I think she was trying to give me the cosign if that's not it. So that's the, the Lord fixed it. So I left. <laughs> we not have to be worried about cosigning for somebody. Um, my name is so important to me um, and who I am that I created a website. Guess what it is? You guessed it, TanyaNotTanya.com. Um, it's difficult to authentically um, and intentionally live and work in purpose without knowing your identity. And so my task today is to cover a few points that will help you if you're, if you're struggling in that area it will help you to identify your purpose. 
And I'm also going to share my personal experience and give you some practical points um, or some practical things you can do to help you on your journey to identifying your identity um, and to confirm it, perhaps. Maybe, you, you, maybe you're there, you know, with, with doing the work, um, but perhaps these points that I give you today are, will confirm what you know about yourself. Because trust me, you already know, you just got to discover it. So, so we're going to approach identity from a secular perspective, from a spiritual perspective. We're going to talk about the process of identification. And, um, and if we have time, we might even discuss a little bit about identifying your purpose. So I did a little bit of research, um, and I, I went to a website, and um, it's a reputable uh, website. It is uh, through the Northern University of Iowa, of all places. And it was interesting that they had several different gender identity terms. So I'm going to rattle these off to you because it was news to me. Um, and I believe what they were doing, what they've done is, is that they, they've created these gender identity terms in order to be politically correct in our ever-evolving society with regards to identity. You guys know it's a big deal um, now. So, and I'm not saying this to throw shade at anybody that is struggling with their identity. I pray, my prayer that anybody is, as far as gender is concerned, I my prayer is that today something is said that helps you to understand who you are and how great you are in God's eyes. So the first term is, and it's called agender, and I may not be pronouncing these um, terms correctly because I've never they're brand new to me. I just learned of them last night. Agender is an identity which describes someone who either does not identify with any gender, identifies as gender neutral, and or identifies outside of the gender binary. Some agender people also identify as non-binary and or transgender. Now, agender is an adjective. I want you to pay attention to this, okay? There is, this might be wrong, cisgender, C-I-S-G-E-N-D-E-R also an adjective. It refers to a person who identifies with the sex, gender, and gender roles they were assigned at birth, typically within the gender binary. Don't ask me what a gender binary is. I don't know. I'm just reading what the description says. And, and as, an, as an identity, this term is typically used in front of the terms man or woman. So I guess you could say I'm a cisgender man or a cisgender woman if you wanted to, to say it that way. Non-binary is an adjective. It's, it's defined as both a specific identity and an umbrella term to describe a person who identifies outside of the male-female gender binary. Some non-binary people also identify as transgender. Then there is man. Man is a noun. A person who regardless of their sex assigned at birth identifies as a man. The term cisgender man or cis man describes someone who has who was assigned male at birth 
and identifies as a man. The term transgender man or trans man describes someone who was assigned female at birth and identifies as a man. Trans, the next term is transgender. That is an adjective. It refers to a person whose gender identity does not align with the sex, gender, and or gender roles they were assigned at birth. Some transgender people identify within the gender binary as a trans man or a trans woman. Some identify outside of the gender binary. The next term is a woman. That is a noun. A woman is a person, according to this, these terms, is a person who, regardless of their sex assigned at birth, identifies as a woman. The term cisgender woman or cis woman describes someone who was assigned female at birth and identifies as a woman. The term transgender woman or trans woman describes someone who was assigned male at birth and identifies as a woman. If the gender that I described above, um, if you don't, if a person doesn't identify with any of those, according to the Northern, Era, Northern um, University of Iowa, it's okay, you don't have to identify as a gender, okay? Um, if, if, if this was a little bit overwhelming for you, this information, because all of a sudden it felt like I sounded like Charlie Brown. Um, it's, it's really important that we understand where the world, the secular world, is moving to as they are, uh, as I, identities are beginning, are beginning to evolve after hundreds of years. So identity is crucial to one's existence and their success. And when I say success, I'm not talking about money and things. I'm talking about uh, a decision that somebody made to do a particular thing and they followed that through, whether it's to be a doctor or an attorney or to go to college or to be a great mom or whatever it is that you have decided that you want it to be and you've attained that or you are working towards attaining that. To omit, or, or, or excuse me, omitting to discover oneself will lead to an identity crisis. So um, at the age of awareness, children start to wonder and start to ask this question, primarily internally, who am I? Especially, and this is especially challenging for foster or adoptive children who know that they are, well, if you're a foster child, you know you are, but if you're an adoptive child, you may not know because the parents may opt or may have opted not to tell the child and they just, they believe that, you know, their parents are these people that are in front of them or their parents because single parents, single people adopt children as well. Once that child discovers that they are adopted, they, they, as a whole, as, you know, as a whole, not all children, but as a whole, out of curiosity, they may begin, they may begin to wonder, who is my mom? Who is my dad? 
um, and and therein may lie the search to to discover their identity based on genealogy, based on um, biology, based on the two people that got together and made that child. Again, after thousands of years, our society today has created all of these different terms so that people can identify as something other than just male or female. As for me, <laughs> I'm a woman. I'm a whole woman. I don't have all the other. That's This is me. I'm talking about Tanya, not Tanya. I'm not doing all that extra, you know, stuff. And if you really want to be, uh, if you really want to drill down, I've decided to identify as a wealthy European woman because I got Irish in me. All right, that's a whole nother subject. Uh, and, and might I add that I'm entitled as well, okay? All right, let's drill down a little bit more. Let's talk about spiritual identity. If you don't have a pen and paper, you might want to grab one at this point. If you want to take notes, it's up to you. Or you might, you know, want to pull something out for you to type something out. It's, it's totally up to you. Who am I? Understanding who you are. I want you to ask yourself that question. Who am I? Don't take your phone off mute. Leave your phone on mute. Who am I? Say it with me. Who am I? Understanding who you are and believing that truth is fundamental to discovering and owning your identity. Not your sisters, not your brothers, not your mothers, not your fathers, not your friends, not somebody that you look up to. Your identity, which is unique and exclusive to you. The core identities for all believers are as follows. Now, I'm, wanna, I'm going to discuss these with you, or I'm going to share these with you, because these are very, very basic. I believe if you understand these four um, terms that I'm going to go over with you, you will be able to catapult into who you are individually, who you are uniquely. Because you are not Tanya. You are Mona, Dee Dee, Dion, Dee, um, Sabrina, Raven, PK. You are, you, are, you are that person. And there are specific, unique qualities about you. So be, I, before I get ahead of myself, let me just follow what I have here. You are, number one, unique. Even if you are an identical twin, you are unique. According to Psalm 139, 14 through 16. Now we've 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 gone over this scripture many, many times, but I feel that it's very important that we go over it again. I'm gonna read it. It's I'm gonna be reading from the NIV version. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So 
You are not a mistake. You are an intention. God had to use your parents to get you here. Don't focus on the how. Focus on the what. You are important. You are loved. Now, love is not a feeling. It's a knowing. The secular world identifies love by tangible, like sex, um, uh, making love, um, purchased items. Nope, that is not love. You can certainly make love um, because you are in a relationship and you love somebody, but love is not making love. You can certainly buy things for someone that you love. But love is not the things that you buy. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not, does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always prefer, preserves according to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. You are the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That means you are in right standing with God. You don't need to negotiate. Lord, I did this, that, and the other. You are in right standing with God. You are not your past. You are not the negative things that people said about you or say about you because you are not your past. According to the scripture, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's found in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Now, as a new creature in Christ, a new person in Christ, if apologies and or restitution are in order, go take care of that. Handle that. But moving forward, let people see the change. Be about it. Don't talk about it. So if um, in your, your former life you were somebody that, I don't know, you, was, you were a manipulator or you were somebody that um, did not keep your word or you were somebody that was always late or you were somebody that half did stuff. Now that you are a new creature, you're not going to do those things anymore either because you're a new person. You are a new created being. And so rather than telling people, I don't do that anymore, let them see that you don't do that anymore. Let them see that you are different. You are a son of God, his heir, according to Romans 8, 14 through 17. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we, we cry, Abba, Father. 
the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that ye, excuse me, if so, be that we suffer with him that we may also glorify together. This has, being a son of God, has nothing to do with gender. I know I talked about gender and stuff earlier, but I trust me, this has nothing to do with whether you are male or female. This is about kingdom. And so if you know anything about um, uh, Jewish his- history or in biblical times, daughters did not were not heirs. They could not be heirs according to um, the biblical rule back then. Right. And so in this scripture, in order to be an heir, he's calling us sons of God. Doesn't mean that we are men. Okay. Don't 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 do that. Don't confuse that. We're talking about kingdom here. And in order for you us to be joint heirs, we are then called sons of God so that we can also um identify as joint heirs with Christ. So what he has is ours because we are joint heirs. What is his, again, is ours. You are Christ's representative. According to 2 Corinthians 5.20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal to us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now, while God has the power to come to earth to console us, to provide for us, to protect us, etc. He does not. He does not. God uses people as his ambassadors. It could be as simple as a smile or a warm greeting to physically saving someone's life and everything in between. We are God's ambassadors. We are his representatives. We are his hands. We are his arms. We are his we are his lips. We are his voice. We are his legs. We are his where he sends us, we go as his representatives. He he sends us to go and do a work, uh to go and bring somebody some items, to go and feed some people, to go to the hospitals. I'm having a, somebody is having a crappy day and you say, good morning or good afternoon. And all of a sudden it breaks. You don't even know why you said it. You just felt impressed to speak to this person. You felt impressed to buy somebody's coffee from Pete's or Starbucks. You felt impressed to buy that person's groceries. You felt impressed to send somebody a thousand dollars. God laid it on your heart. Send somebody $100, cash app somebody, Venmo somebody, use PayPal. God impressed upon you. You were at the store. You went there to go buy you an outfit, and all of a sudden, God impressed upon you to buy something for yourself and buy something for somebody else or to just buy something for somebody else. Or you bought this pair of shoes. It's the wrong size and you don't feel like going to the mall, all of a sudden God lays somebody on your heart and you say, hey, what size shoe do you wear? And and they say so-and-so, and you say, hey, you or you go to a restaurant 
and these shoes been sitting in your closet, you know you're not never going to wear them again. And you bring the shoes with you to a restaurant, and you say, hey, does anybody wear a size so-and-so? And somebody says, I do. And first come, first serve, right? God impressed upon you to do something for someone else. Or maybe it's a little bit different. But you, at that moment, as simple as it sounds, God was using you to be a blessing to somebody else. So you are Christ's representative. As Christ's representative, it is important that you are conscious of the way that you are driving your vehicle. It is conscious. It is important for you to be conscious of the way that you are interacting with people. Well, what does that have to do with identity? Everything. It's important for you to know that you are God's representative. You are God's um, uh, ambassador. You are part of the royal priesthood. Priesthood, yes. There are things that we are responsible for as kingdom citizens. Did you know that you're a kingdom citizen? Yes, you are. And so there's a certain way that we carry ourselves. We don't say any and everything that comes to our head. We exercise self-control. Even if you fired up and hot as fish grease, you, it's a certain way that you have to carry yourself as Christ's representative because you never know where you might see that person again. You never know that God may use you to offer a word of encouragement to somebody. But if you just cuss them out, Maybe they needed it, but no, you don't. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. If you just cuss them out and that person turns around and they need prayer, they might not hear you, though. You just fussed at them and called them everything but a child of God, and you went back to their path. And if you're a nasty neighbor, uh, you are somebody full of car rage, car, I mean, um, road rage, we, gotta, we are God's representatives. We don't react the way that the world reacts. Now, if you've done that recently, it's in your past now. Ask God to forgive you and keep it moving. Listen, i got to wind it up now uh, because it's getting close to the hour. But if you can grasp these four spiritual uh, characteristics, that is the key to identifying who you are as a unique individual, what role you play in the body of Christ. Are you the head? Like, are you a leader? Are you the neck? You're somebody who plays a supporting role. Are you a finger? Are you a eyelash? Are you the backbone? Are you the heart? Are you the hair, the covering? Like, who are you in the body of Christ? Also, who are you as a unique individual? Having these four characteristics that I just, um, or using these four terms that I just described, number one, that you're unique, number two, that you're the righteousness of God, number three, that you are a son of God, you're an heir, and number four, that you are Christ's representative, help you with um, self-esteem help you with getting over your past because if you remain in your past, you you remain stuck, it's hard for you to move forward with identifying this incredible person that you are and how important you are to the kingdom, how important you are to God, how you how important you are in delivering. See, there are things that that only you can do. Yes, God can get a substitute, but there are there are people that only you can reach. 
And I'm not talking about you being a preacher or an evangelist or an apostle or being a part of the fivefold ministry. I'm not even talking about that that yet. I'm I'm just talking about basic stuff as being a witness. It doesn't take revelation to know that, I mean, a great, like, you know, revelation to know that we are also witnesses for Christ. That's why it's important for us to get past our mistakes. You are not your mistake. You made a mistake, but you are not your mistake. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, that's why it's important for you to know that you are the righteousness of God and that you are in right standing with him. And I'm beating this point up because so many people are stuck here. So many people are stuck in their past, and I want you to get, I want you to get past that. And, and so many people are stuck in their, in their finances and debt. And you don't have to be because you can make some choices. You can make some decisions about changing that. So as an heir, um, there's a certain way that if, if I'm an heir, if you think about somebody like um, who is in a monarchy, their, their, um, their father is a king, their mother is a queen, which makes them a prince or a princess. There are just certain things that they, they don't have to deal with. Dion talks about it all the time. There's certain things that they, they're entitled to certain things. And, and that entitlement, that's how they carry themselves. So it's just certain things they don't worry about. And as an heir, I need you to understand there's just certain things that you don't need to worry about. For one, your needs. Paying the bills. If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, there's certain things, he there's certain promises that as an heir, you're entitled to. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. He tells us not to be concerned about what we're going to wear, where we're going to sleep. There are certain things that we, don't, we are not supposed to have to focus on so that we can then take that energy to focus on other things. I hope this is making sense to you. So I want to wrap it up so that we can talk. I'm not going to have time to give you the points. Well, yeah, 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 actually I will. Let's, let's lead into that and then we'll, then we'll, then we'll, um, we'll cut it off and we'll go into the love, life, and victory portion of the call where we, um, you can ask questions so on and so forth. Um, identifying who you are. Believe it or not, who you are is identifying who you are is a matter of getting in tune with and ask, getting in tune with yourself and asking the right questions. Who do you ask those questions to, though? You ask them to God. Because remember, he created you. Remember the scripture that I went over in Psalms where it talked about how you were fearfully and wonderfully made and God, how God saw you when you were in the secret place before you were being, as you were being formed, as you were being created. And then him taking the time to record everything about your life in his book, 
That's how important you are. The problem is accepting who we are. That's part of the problem. And it's so familiar, who you are is so familiar to you that you, in most cases, have not paid attention to it. Or if you have paid attention to it, you are now denying it. And so now what it's time to do is for you to pay attention to that person you are and to stop denying yourself who you are. It's as simple as that. But it first starts with acknowledging God. Because without acknowledging him, you won't really get the answer that you desire. So let me use me as an example. I have always served. I've always been an influencer. I've always been a helper. And for as long as I can remember, I've been teaching people. Whether it was a small group, whether it's Sunday school, when I was a younger person, um, whether it was us. And, and thank God for church because it was a great platform for me to practice and exercise some of the gifts that I had and to refine them. And um, I remember, I remember a few years ago, and this, this will this will play into my identity as well. I remember um, being. I don't. It wasn't so much that I was frustrated with life. It was just this question: Who am I, and what am I supposed to be doing? It's got to be more than just going to work, um, coming home, taking care of my. Actually, I was an empty nester at this point, but you know, taking care of my family. My family was me and Carl at this point, and then my extended family. But taking care of my family, going to work, um, you know, being at a job where I loved the work that I did. Um, but I could, there, there were changes that were going on there as well. And so I began to ask, who, who is this all there is to life? Going to work, and I was commuting from Vallejo to San Francisco every day, going to work, um, coming home, you know, making dinner, doing the domestic things that I did, and then going to church on the weekends. There's got to, and helping to build the ministry, there's got to be more than that. And so I, I began to seek God and to ask him, what am I supposed to be doing besides this? Who am I? And so he revealed that to me. He revealed to me that I'm a teacher, a writer, and a servant. And so I began to do things that were related to that. And then the question became, you know, Tanya, there is more to this than teaching, writing, and serving. What else are you supposed to be doing? And Declare Victory came along, and you guys helped me to identify really that teaching gift, um, as well as that um, person who knows how to implement structure and, and, and bring about order. You guys helped me to do that. And then I, I started working for Praise Fellowship Bible Church, and I worked for them for about eight years. And um, I began to implement and put things, and my leadership hat really, really rose to the surface. And I led from the second chair. I was the neck as opposed to the head, right? Here lately, I asked that question again. Just last week, because I've been struggling with something. I've been struggling with something now for several years. I've known it, but I've denied it. And I've denied it because of what my um, religious persuasion, their beliefs about this thing that I know that I am. Um, and so I'd I, 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 I claim it, then I'd say no, then I'd claim And I 
hey, you got to get it together and make a decision here because you can't hide behind school anymore. I graduate as of May 12, 2023. So you can't hide behind, not that I've been hiding, but you can't use that as an excuse anymore. So last week, as I get ready to close, March the 8th, I asked God this question again. God, who do you say that I am? Who do you call me? And just as clear as I'm talking to you, he said, you are the called out one. Now go look it up in the Hebrew. And I did. And the name is Kara. And let me just read you some of the definitions of the word or the name Kara, spelled Q-A-R-A. It's a primitive root word to call out, properly call or address by name. But it's used in a variety of applications. Um, it is um, bira. I might be saying this. I might be saying this incorrectly, but b a b e w a b e w r a y. At any rate, um, it is um, self. It is um, that are bidden, that are called, call, to call for or to call forth, to call self, to call upon, to cry. Uh, to be famous, uh, guest, invite, to mention, to give, name, preach. Oh, my God, I could have fell off the chair. It is to pronounce. It is to publish. It is to read. It is renowned. It is to say, ah, I'm a preacher. I am a pastor, and I've been pastoring for years. But I'm finally owning it because that's who God called me. I don't owe anybody an explanation. If people have a problem with it, God said to me just the other day, that's their problem. You don't have to convince anybody because if you can, if you, if you start off convincing them, you're going to end up always having to convince them. I'm not called to everybody. I'm called to some specific people. And I'm, I feel free in owning it. I feel free in owning who I am. I feel free in understanding it. Now, do I have a church? Yep, it's called Declare Victory. Meet me here every Thursday. As of June, you hear me, uh, uh, Rochelle and, and Tosh, as of every Thursday, you can find me here preaching my heart out. If I got to preach to one or preach to a couple, that's what I'm going to do. You know, the other thing that God told me is that uh, you won't be that type of pastor that has just the four walls. You're not going to be confined to that. What he's given me is unique. And that's all I have time for. I'm going to stop right there because I want to get into the love, life, and victory portion of the call. Um, I want to answer some of your questions and hear some of your comments about your journey to identifying who you are. Uh, and I'm just thankful today. Um, for all of you that are here, that made a decision to have breakfast with me, that made a decision to join me this morning. So what we're going to do first before we get into the love, life, and victory portion of the call, uh, we're going to open it up to those who called in late and you didn't get a chance to say good morning. I want to be able to say good morning to you, but I want to hear from our men first. But before we do that, we're going to hear from our men and our first-time callers. You've never called before and you didn't get a chance to say good morning, or you've called before, you've just never spoken before. So first-time callers, first-time speakers, 
and our men. We're going to go in that order, and then after that, we'll open it up to whoever would like to say uh, good morning. You didn't get a chance to do that at first. So men, first-time callers, and first-time speakers, the floor is yours just to say good morning. Good morning, big sis. It's uh, Elder Eric. Hey, good morning, Eric. Good morning. My name is Rania. Hi, sweetie. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Tanya. It's Diane. Good morning. Good morning. Pretty Patrice. Good morning, pretty. Any other men before we but before we open up to everybody else? Any other men? If not, Okay, good morning, pretty. Anybody else want to say good morning? The floor is open. Yeah, good morning, Miss Diane. I, I heard Diane, but who else was that? Uh, Cedric. Gigi, good morning. Oh, Gigi. Good morning, Gigi, and good morning, Cedric. Good morning, Tanya. Miss B. Hey, awesome Miss B. Thank you. Thank you. Pass. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't cringe when you said it. I didn't cringe. I didn't cringe. Good morning. This is Joyce. Great declaration. Good morning, Joyce. Thank you. Good morning, Pastor uh, Tanya. This is Jubilant. Good morning, Jubilant. I almost, I, I'm not cringing. I'm not cringing. <laughs> Good morning, Good Pastor. Good morning, Nadine. Good morning, PK. I love you. <laughs> I love you more. Who else was that? Good morning, Pastor Magnificent. Hey, Magnificent. I love you. And Tanya, what's your cash app? My cash app is Tanya, not Tanya. T A N I A. N-O-T-T-A-N-Y-A, Tanya, not Tanya. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, Pastor. Oh, good good morning. Who was that? Restore, Rochelle. Hey, Restore. Loud and clear. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God you got ears. <laughs> Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, Pastor T- Tanya, not Tanya. This is Glorious Gloria. Love you. Good, good morning, Glorious Gloria. Love you back. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. Good morning, Prosperous. Anybody on the call that um, 
you were struggling with your identity, but you use some specific things um, that have helped you to identify who you are. Is there anybody on the call that would like to share? Hey, Tanya, it's Rochelle again. I'll jump in real quick. Um, I will start with um, the, the name that you gave me. It helped me to just go back and realize why that name is so important and how mm. sometimes when I think about certain things, I have to remind myself to use that name because it is what it is. Um, Thank you for if uh, Ambassador 101 was a manual, Chapter 1, <laughs> uh, mm. the declaration. <laughs> and I just want to tell you how much I am truly enjoying your book. I love you, sis. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. God knows what he's doing when he – so for some of you who are on the call, you may not – you may have heard me identify somebody as prosperous or magnificent, or um, you heard Krishanda identify herself as cheery Krishanda. Uh, the Lord um, has done something, and in Pretty Patrice and Wonderful Wanda, and there's so many others, um, Valuable, Valuacita, and so many, uh, Glorious Gloria. The Lord um, did something unique uh, with the people on this call. Um, uh, often, very often, it was me who the Lord would speak to and say that person is needs to call themselves or identify themselves as whatever that pretty Patrice is one that I'll use um, to change her perception about herself and for her to help her to identify who she is in God's eyes and in our eyes, no matter what her past said. Um, same thing, restored Rochelle. I don't know why, but he, he restored Rochelle is restored, however I say it. It's something else with two names. Say it again, Rochelle. Resilient, restored, resilient, yeah. Rochelle. Restored, resilient, right? And so it speaks to her, um, the, the name speaks volumes for itself. And so um, that's why you hear us um, or hear us or them identifying themselves. It's just it, in part of them identifying a part of their identification process, he gave them a new name, right? So that's where that comes from. But at any rate, um, thank you for sharing. Anybody else want to talk about their journey to discovering um, who they are? Some tips maybe. That... Okay. okay, this is glorious. Uh, I, um, I, I'm glad that you mentioned the, the name part. Because whenever Holy Spirit gave me that name, when he told you to speak that to me, my my thought, my natural thought was, oh, glorious. Oh, no, that's not me. But as, as I thank God for living with it day by day and re realizing that that is who I am, and it helps me as I go through my day-to-day -day, um, understanding that God is the one who's glorifying and making me glorious. It has nothing to do with me. And so it, it helps me to embrace who I am. It really, really does. And I, I was laughing when you were talking about, or laughing to myself when you were talking about um, God calling you a preacher. And it, it, was odd, it was odd to me about me 
that um, my embracing the preacher part didn't come hard early on, and that was years ago. But I thank God for the journey. Anyhow, I'm going back on mute. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, I get it. I absolutely get it. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. Um want to give people an opportunity. Anybody else want to talk about or share um, their their journey in discovering identity? Good morning, Pastor Tanya. Good morning, Pretty. That sounds so wonderful, just rolling off my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love you. I um, love you more. Remember I told you that okay, so in the in the journey of me becoming I was on the call. Well, first of all, let me just start by saying when my husband introduced me to declare victory, I looked at him and rolled my eyes so hard. <laughs> Let's start there. I rolled my eyes so hard. Y'all probably felt it through the we phone did. box. We did. That's why I started <laughs> to laugh. We absolutely did. And so yes, we did. I was like, you have lost your mind if you think I'm getting up at 6 a.m. in the morning to pray. You pray. Look, and then I saw a difference in him. And I said, well, wait a minute. What if God meant it for both of you guys? You remember, you are one. And so I got on the I got on the call and introduced myself, and I kept coming and I kept coming, and then it all it all began to pour out. And I began to talk about my mom and how I didn't know that I was loved and um. Oh, my goodness. This call has done for me and my husband and my sister and others who I've invited to this call. But for myself, when you gave me my name, you know you know how you said, I, I'm not cringing. Well, I was cringing. I was like, pretty Patrice, even though the Bible says I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made, I just didn't feel comfortable sitting in that name when you first gave it to me. I I, I didn't even want to say it. You said, every time you get on this call, I want you to say it. You said it just like that. Did I? (laughs) So how was I going to not say it? (laughs) <laughs> but it was it was in love you you you, yeah. you know you was like I want you to say it and I said okay I said oh, okay because I was crying yeah 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 and so I began to say it and then I began to believe it there we go then I began to believe it and so now when I say it, I know that I'm fearfully and that I'm wonderfully made. I know 
that I am beautiful inside and out. And I know and I own pretty Patrice. I don't worry about what nobody's thinking about it. And as and, far and, and, as... Uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. And as far as the other name that God has... I, I am an evangelist. I am an evangelist. And I own that. And I walk in it. I have to walk in it more. But I am becoming. So thank you, Tan. I love you. I love you more, pretty. Um, <laughs> what were you going to say? I was, I was going to say that for anybody struggling with um, accepting your identity, it's a process. It doesn't just happen for most people like overnight. It is a process, especially if you have been someone, let's just say somebody, let's just say again, you were somebody that was late all the time and it was so bad that people, you know, they feel like they can't depend on you or whatever. And as you slowly start to make that change, that old name is still attached to you um, and until you begin to believe it and others begin to believe it based upon your actions. And, and so, yes, it may feel a little bit uncomfortable, but the more you do it, the more you will become um, comfortable with it and the more you will begin to own it. So you're, you're not per, per necessarily perfected in that identity initially but you will become perfected in that identity as you go along, as you cultivate um, whatever it is. For example, let's just say that God has called you to, you know, he said to you that you are a business owner. You are a business owner, and that could be run the gamut. It could be all kinds of different businesses. But let's just say that he says that you're a baker. And there's some, some, there are tricks of the trade that you have to learn, you have to cultivate. So perhaps you grew up baking in your mom's kitchen, then your kitchen, and then, so then you have to learn how to, there are certain recipes that you have, you have to learn how to make that um, recipe, uh, create that recipe in larger quantities. And sometimes you're going to blow it. You've got to learn how to, um, you know, when I make hot water cornbread, it comes out different every time because I don't use exact measurements. It's good, but it comes out most of the time. It's good, but, you know, it comes out. So if I don't, I, I've never timed it. I, I have an idea about when it's ready for me to turn it over. But as you become a professional uh, or a, a professional baker or, or a chef or what have you, you got to time, you got to learn what the exact timing is for things so you know when to take them out so you don't burn stuff or you don't undercook stuff. Does that make sense? So you're learning different processes you are a baker, you are a cook, you are a chef, you are a um, early childhood development person, you are whatever you are, but there are things that you're going to learn in the process and so that you become refined. I'm a pastor. There are things that I've been doing for years, but as I expand and as my ministry grows, there are other things that I'm going to have to learn, um, whether it's purchasing things or whether it's um, organizing large, whatever it is that, that, that I'm going to be doing, however God gives it to me, there are things that I'm going to have to refine. So does that make sense? 
So it doesn't mean that you're not it. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so it was important for me to say to Pretty every single time you call, because I knew she was going to, at that time, we were having a, uh, we met seven days a week. And at that time, I think I was teaching every day, seven days a week, until the help came. Um, and so that was God building me up and helping me to understand what it was like to prepare a message every single day. And then I started to learn about, you know, um, uh, teaching a series and then I just, so whatever. But my whole point is, is that we don't start off in a perfected state, in a matured state. Um, we've got to learn some things. Did, did that help anybody? Um, uh, just now, some of the things that I just said or anything that pretty said as far as um, discovering, rediscovering her identity? Okay. Y'all really quiet today. It does. You know, for me, this is prosperous. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> for me, it, um, I'm more aware of saying things that are negative. Whenever mm -hmm. I even say I am... <clears throat> I, I think I thank God that He's allowed me to pause. Or even if someone asks me, "Oh, are you a?" I, I pause because anything that will pigeonhole or something in me to something that I might even it might not even be negative, but I just like I'm very aware of when I say I am whatever it is that it's something that's in line with what God says about me. Um, so. Um, I'm just very aware of that. And then Tanya, Tanya, not Tanya. I haven't got my book yet. <laughs> just wanted, I, I, I don't know what happened, but love you. Oh no. Okay. I know okay. it's weird. Um, I sent you a message on um, Instagram, but um, yeah. And I'm looking forward to reading it. Love okay. you. Let me, uh, let me go to, okay. Thank you for letting me know. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. This is beloved Shante. I just wanted to add on to what you were talking about, um, about your identity and, and whatnot. Um, I've been called, like, all kind of names, from skinny, from skinny mini, vagabond, you name it, olive oil. But um, I thank God because, my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And just because someone calls me a name, it doesn't identify who I am. People could call you what they want, but it doesn't, it doesn't identify who you are. So, whew, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the Holy Ghost fire. Um, I'm thankful for my God-given name, which is, um, I, I heard the Holy Spirit whisper, Joseph. So I'm thankful for my God-given name, and for uh, me just being able to pick up my cross daily to walk and follow after Jesus so that I know him because he knows me. And I'm just thankful that he, it doesn't matter what people say or the names they give, but the name that God gives me and who God says I am. I am the apple of God's eye. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am the head and not the tail. So I'm just thankful. And it says in the Bible that man looks at the outer appearance, but it's God who looks at the heart. Amen, y'all. Have a blessed day. Amen. Amen. Anybody else want to comment? 
Uh, yes, Pastor, you just said something that really resonated with me. Uh, this is uh, Joyce, and I've discovered my identity name is Joyful Joyce. Uh, you said mm. something as far as the process of of us discovering I, our identity is that we don't start out in a mature state. So right. thank you for that. You blessed me with that. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Doesn't it kind of take the pressure off? I mean, if you think about it, it kind of takes the pressure off of um, of, who, of who you are, understanding that I'm still, I'm still learning. It also, I need you to understand that once you learn it and you've perfected it, you're still going to make mistakes. Mistakes are a part of life. You are not your mistake. You are not your mistake. And it's important for us to grasp that because it's, it's human nature for us to focus on the negative. What people said about me, what I did in the past, how people view me, like Shantae was saying a little bit earlier, how all these negative things, that's not our focus here today. We're not focusing on the negative. The world does enough of that. The secular world does enough of that. We are focusing on the goodness of Jesus. We are focusing on the great qualities that God has given us and every single person on this line. Every single person has great qualities. It is your responsibility to identify them and own them and not feel some kind of way about them. Who cares what people say? I know it's, 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 it's easy to say, sticks and stone may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. Words do hurt. They can hurt. But it's, it's whether we make a decision to allow them to hurt or not, whether we make a decision to allow to be offended by what somebody did or what somebody does, to hold on to the offense. Yes, people can do things that are offensive, but we can make a decision to hold on to the defense or we can make a decision to release the defense and keep it pushing. Because defense will weight us. Offenses, excuse me, will weight us. I said defense. I meant offense. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, it will weight us, and it will start to redefine us. And we don't have time for that. We need to be about our father's business. No matter what he's called you or named you or, or what your identity is, it's God-given, and it's your responsibility to do it. Otherwise, you omit what he's told you to do. There is a sin of omission. That's another topic. Anybody else have anything that they'd like to add to today? I, 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 did, I did think of something just came to me about uh, what other people call you. Sometimes it's their loss. I was reminded in Scripture somewhere Jesus went back to his town, and they were like, oh, isn't that the carpenter's son? Or I can't mm-hmm. remember. You might know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. it was sad, but I think he didn't. They were not. He didn't bless many people in that town. I don't remember if that's that's the real like how it actually went, but I was just reminded wherever he went back to, they remembered him as the carpenter. Joseph's son, the car the carpenter's son. I think is how it goes. Yeah, I know what you. Yeah. Mean. Okay. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's what came to me right then. <laughs> Tanya. Yeah. This is glorious again. This is glorious again. I love. Love this discussion. One of the things that um, has been my mind is about how God sees us as his whole person. So while our identity is our king, who we are as as his workers in the kingdom, but he's also, 
healing and revealing and showing us our identity, our personal identity. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. This is who mm-hmm. you, how I see you. And our relationships are, it's not only our relationship and how he uses us as workers in his vineyard, but also our relationship, his love relationship with us. And that is really just, just so awesome. Yes. Yes, it is. But guess what? If you don't believe that you are the righteousness of God, if you, if you don't believe that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, if you don't believe that you're forgiven, if you don't believe that you are his ambassador, you can't even have a relationship with him. Those four basic things, you can, it'll impede your ability to have a relationship with him because you'll, feel, you'll be constantly guilting yourself. But I'm a sinner, right. but I made this mistake, but I did that thing wrong. But I, 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 I said that, you know, they, they misunderstood what I said constantly. And then the self-doubt and all that, that's why it's important for us to understand we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Not only that, if we skip down to the 17th verse, listen, God has a whole book that's written about us. It includes your mistakes. It includes your, your it includes your growing process, my growing process. It includes all of it. It, it. it there are allowances made for it. Does that mean you get to go out and sin wholesale and just get to to live an irresponsible life? No. I'm I'm saying he accounted for that. He knew you were going to blow it. He knew you were going to be stuck there. But he also put things in place so that you could get unstuck, like this call today. This conversation that we're having right now, it's not an accident you hear. Come on. Hallelujah. Do y'all, do y'all get that? Yes, How much the, the things yes. that he's, I'm sorry, go ahead. You want to comment? I was just saying hallelujah. Good morning, great morning, God morning, family. Um, Thank you, Pastor Tanya. Tanya, excuse me. Um, You gave me the name Magnificent, and I'm so grateful. Um, I didn't cringe. It resonated with my spirit right at the time that I was going through what I was going through. So it was a confirmation from God that um, I was being uh, moved along, elevated, delivered, healed, set free. So thank you for that. And this is a love letter that God has written to me multiple times that I would just love to share with the family because it's a confirmation of what Glorious Gloria said and um, what you said earlier about how we're babies and we don't start out maturing. But this is who God told me that I was a long, long time ago, and he keeps sending this letter to me to remind me. But this is who, um, so when we feel bad about our our parentage or, um, let's see, this is what the Sovereign Lord, so it's Ezekiel uh, 16, 3 through something. And this is what the Sovereign Lord says to Jerusalem. Your ancestry at birth were in the land of the Canaanites, and your father was an Amorite, so heathens, right? And so we have imperfect parents. And your mother was a Hittite. And on the day you were born, your cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water to make you clean, nor were you rubbed with salt on the or wrapped in clothes. So, sorry, my glasses are a little foggy. No one looked on you with pity or had compassion enough to do any of these things for you. Rather, you were thrown out into an open field. And on this day you were born, you were despised. And then I passed by you and I saw you kicking about in your own blood. Hush up, da 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 And as you lay there in your blood, I said to you, live. 
and I made you grow like a plant in the field. And you grew and developed and entered into puberty. Your breasts had formed and your hair had grown and you were and you were stark naked. Later I passed by. So the God keeping an eye on us as we grow, as we mature. Later I passed by. When I looked at you, I saw that you were old enough for love. I spread the corner of my garment over you. He's covering us and covered your naked body. I gave you a solemn oath and entered into this covenant with you, declares the sovereign Lord, and you became mine. I love that. I bathed you with water. I washed washed the blood from you and, and put ointment on you. I clothed you with an embroidered dress and put sandals of fine leather on you. I dressed you in fine linen and covered you with costly mm. garments. I adorned you with jewelry. I put bracelets on your arm and a mm. necklace around your neck. I put a nose in your nose and earrings in your ears and a beautiful crown upon your head. So you were adorned with gold and silver and clothes of wear a fine linen and costly fabric and embroidered cloth. Your food was honey, olive oil, and the finest flour. You became very beautiful and rose to be a queen, and your fame spread among you about the nation. So that part was wow. God is elevated. As we were born as children, um, maybe born in sin. We were all born in sin and left out, and maybe our parents didn't treat us the way we should have been treated. But God, but Abba Father, that's who we are. That's who we are. We said a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, fearfully yeah. and wonderfully made. So I yeah. hold on to that when I feel sad, and, and, and I just thank you for Declare Victory, who's blessed me and birthed me, and the radical one, and my pastor Tanya. I just love you guys. You guys have been thank such you. a blessing in my life, um, my my development, my growth, so many gifts I had that I lived with, didn't know what they were, didn't know how to deal with them and heal, and it's just a, such a blessing for me to be on the call and be able to share this with you and hear Amen. your pronouncement and acceptance of you as pastor. Love you all. Love you more. Love you more. That was absolutely magnificent. It, it, it absolutely was. Magnificent. Uh, and- that was beautiful. <laughs> that was God. That's that's Daddy God. That is who he is. And that's why my, in my email, he gave that to me before I even moved to the Bay Area in 95 and then again in 98. And then he reminds me, that's why my email is Abba Girl, because I'm Daddy's mm. girl. And this is who he told me that that I was. That was my yeah. identity then. And you continue to bless me. My family continues to bless me. I love you so much. Thank you, family. Love you, too. Any, anyone else um, want to share or have a question? Um, you know, you you still might need a little bit of help in understanding where you start or, or where you are. If not, we are, you know, we, oh, go ahead. This is Diane. I just want to say, you know, Psalms 5 and 3, God tells us, he said, at, at every sunrise, we will hear his voice as we prepare a sacrifice, a prayer to him. And then he said, every morning I lay out the pieces of my life and the mm-hmm. altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. Mm-hmm. So every morning we need to give God our time, whether it's prayer time or not. But if, if you do that every day, then God speaks to us each day because we are his children. And I just, you know, when I heard your declaration, I took a lot of notes today. And I just, you know, everything that declare victory is, 
it's because of the people. I've been on here uh, since 2014, and I tell you, I, 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 don't talk a lot now, you know, with the lesson, but I, I write them down because I got so much things going on, you know, but I'm still doing the work of the Lord. And I just praise God for declare victory as a family, you and Dion and all those who have been at it. I just, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I just Amen. thank you for your declaration today. It's always great. I love you and declare victory. So I just praise God for for all that he has poured into you during these years of declare victory. So just wanted to say that I love you, sis. I love you to the, the day I die. Oh, thank you, Diane. So, so y'all, have a y'all wonderful didn't know day. It. You too. Y'all <laughs> didn't know it, but Di- Diane is a, 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 a country and western uh, singer. I got a recording of her. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still have it. <laughs> you and Jeannie May. Um, listen, we have been through some things here on Declare Victory. Great things. I mean, God, God, even starting off as Declare Victory, we are not today who we were nine years ago. Can you believe it's been nine years? I never thought in a million years, nine years later, we would be on this call. Like you, for if you've been on this call for a while, you've seen me at my best. You've seen me at my worst. You've seen me bounce back. But I thank God for his consistency um, and uh, his, uh, his love towards us. Um, we're getting close to the top of the hour. Is there anybody else that has something burning they want to share? Yes, Tanya, this is Jubilant. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Well, as you know, the Lord always speaks to me through music. And um, uh, one of the scriptures he gave to me is Psalms 139, 13 through 16. Mm-hmm. And it goes like this. <clears throat> you form my inward parts. You knitted me together. In my mother's womb, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Hey, you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful as I was, my soul knows it very well. Wonderful as I was, my soul knows it very well. Wonderful as I was, my soul knows it very well. My soul knows it very well, knows it very well. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else want to share? (laughs) 
If not, going once, going twice. All right. Well, as we prepare to end the call today, I want to encourage you to begin to do some soul searching. Um, begin to ask the question, Lord, who am I? But before you ask, you need to be in position. You need to be in position to hear when he responds, because he will. So being in position means, you know, turning the electronics off, turning the TV off, you know, unless you're playing some soft, maybe some soft, quiet music, uh, just to set a tone, the tone for you, just just music, and, um, you know, or whatever. I mean, you may not, but at what what I'm saying is, is that you don't want to be distracted by, you know, um, dings on your phone, notifications on your phone, and, you know, trying to watch and figure out what's going on in the world while you're trying to talk and get answers from God. You want, he, it's important that you give him your undivided attention. And if I were you, I would be prepared to write what he gives you. Or if you're somebody that doesn't really like to type and you prefer to record just so that you can, you, you need a way to record what he says so you don't, so you don't miss it. Make it tangible. But it's very important that you ask and listen. I would have my Bible ready because he may um, inspire you to look up a scripture um, or, or what have you, but definitely um, sitting quietly so that you can hear God speak. Because if you talking and he talking or you got other things going on, you may miss him. It's not that God doesn't speak to us, you guys. Most of the time, we just miss him because we're looking for him to come in a particular way or we just weren't paying attention. And so that's what I do. I get quiet. Um, and if you don't get an answer the first day, go back again the second day. Be like me. Make a decision. I'm not eating anything until you answer my question. I need to know. So the, the fast is not for God. We know that. The fast is for us. It helps to settle us. It helps us to get in tune um, so that we can be in a position to hear. Our body is not worried about trying to digest food. It's focused on, it, it, it frees up some space for the body to do some other things like listen. And so my prayer for you is that for those who, some people may not want to know what their identity is. They're fine being, you know, how, how they are, and they're, they're comfortable. They don't want to change anything. They, they like life the way it is. That's up to you. That's totally up to you. But for those of you who want, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So if your desire is to understand your identity so that you can live out purpose, these are some things that you can do. There may be some other things. I can only talk to you about the stuff that works for me and the things that you've heard here on Declare Victory all this month about identity. Now, it doesn't end today. All the, for the rest of this month, the theme is identity, and every speaker uh, or declarer, as we I call them, will be giving a word about identity. So I want to encourage you to keep calling uh, if, you, if you're not there yet, or even if you are, you can contribute. Um, keep calling um, and um, don't give up on yourself. 
and don't give up on God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for every single person that has been under the sound of our voice, my voice this morning. I pray, God, that you will, Holy Spirit, reveal the truth to them that as they ask you the questions that they have about their identity, that you will begin to reveal to them their identity and how important they are to you and how important they are to the kingdom. Now, as we prepare to go out into the marketplace, school, work, um, the, the store, wherever it is that we've got to go, meetings, whatever it is that we have to do today, Father, I pray that you give us the attention span to do so, that you give us the spirit of wisdom, that you give us the spirit of understanding, the spirit of knowledge, um, the spirit of might, that you give us the spirit of the fear of the Lord, that you give us, Lord, everything that we need today in order to function at our optimum today. We can't do nothing about yesterday and tomorrow is not promised. So today, help us to maximize today. Help us to be in line with you. Help us to keep you centered. Help us to be God-centered. Acknowledge you in all of our ways so that you can direct our path. We pray for our children. We pray for our extended family members. We pray for those that are in the hospital, those that are in long-term care facilities. God, we pray for caretakers. We pray for first-line responders, our EMTs, our fire department, our police department. Every police officer is not corrupt. There are some police officers I know for sure because I know them personally who love you and want to protect and serve. So, God, we ask that you protect them as they serve. We pray for cooks and we pray for daycare workers. We pray for uh, administrators. We pray for educators. We pray for bankers. God, those who have lost their money, their money is tied up in these banking systems. God, give us wisdom as to what we should do with the money that you've blessed us with. Help us not to bury our heads in the sands. Help us to be enlightened, God. Give us far foresight about what we should do and how we should protect ourselves in the name of Jesus. But no matter what happens to the world, because we are your children, just as you protected the Israelites, wherein they were in the city of Goshen. And all of these plagues uh, were um, rained down upon the Egyptians. I thank you that you protect us against the world systems. I pray that you cover us. I pray that we are not naive, but that we begin to identify who we are so we know how to pray and so we know how to fight spiritually as we are living in the last days. God, we glorify you and we praise you. We give you thanks. Amen. Go be great today. Love y'all. Love you back. Love you more. Bless you all. Love Love you guys. Blessings. God bless you all. Have a blessed day, everybody.